I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast, your place for all the news about Blizzard Entertainment. We watch them sometimes. I'm Ann Stickney. I'm filling in as a host today, but I've got my normal other host with me, and that would be Matt Rossi. Hey, Rossi. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Trouble season six, seven days, and it's I don't think I really need to ask what you've been up to this week. I... Gobble. My... My week has been trying to get that dumb Proudmore music box, which I still haven't gotten yet, by the way, and mostly that, and also looking at, with envy at people who got into the classic beta because I did not, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm sure it will come with time, and then I can play on the old servers. Anyway, regardless, uh, we have... A few stories this week. We don't have a ton of stories this week, but we do have a few stories this week. And one of them ties into what you were exclaiming about just a minute ago. Uh, Diablo, season 17. It started on May 17th. You've played it, correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, just got to Paragon 73. Okay. So you want to tell us a little bit about it? How is it? Uh, it's it's good. I mean, it's it, it, the the meta doesn't really come in until you have a full set of ancient legendaries, which I am far from having. Okay, um, so you don't. They, no, I don't have the uh, the special bonus yet because you know I don't have a full set of ancient legendaries. I have one ancient legendary. So I know I have two because one is one, one's in my uh, bank waiting for me to have more so I can switch out. Because here's the thing: they buffed sets. They buffed some sets pretty pretty nice. Uh, the set you get as a barbarian, and yeah, I went with a barbarian again. Uh, I have three barbarians that I rotate through, like I, I rebirth them. This time it was my my dude Barb, or as I like to call him, Dad Barb. Uh, he, I rebirthed him and, and leveled him up alongside my wife. The the set that you get for for your Hadrian's gift this season is uh, the the Spirit of the Earth, the the Might of the Earth set, and the set bonus 
the, the two-piece set bonuses it reduces the cooldown of Earthquake, Avalanche, Leap, and Ground Stomp by one second for every 30 Fury you spend on it as an attack. Which, I mean, I spend Fury like it's water. I'm constantly spending Fury. So yeah. that's, that's good. That's, that's a good one. The four-piece, Leap causes an Earthquake when you land. Additionally, Leap grants the effects... Uh, from in the Iron Impact rune, and the rune's effect and duration are increased by 150%. So that's really nice um, because I'm using Earthquake. Like I'm, I'm, I have Avalanche is my one of my abilities that I, I use. So I don't actually have Earthquake myself, but I have Avalanche, which is affected by the first one. But this means I have both Earthquake and Avalanche without having to take Earthquake. I can just jump on people, and they take Earthquake damage. So that's really nice. But it's the six-piece set bonus. Increases the damage of Earthquake, Avalanche, Leap, Ground Stomp, Ancient Spear, and Seismic Slam by 20,000%. What? 20,000%. Um. I have Seismic Slam, I have Avalanche, and when I Leap, I have Earthquake, so I have both Leap and Earthquake, and they all get buffed by 20,000%. We were on Torment 2 and just barely getting through it when I finally we bumped it up to four to complete the set to, to complete the season to, you know journey part and get this the full set right when I put it on we did a great a greater rift 30 where things were dying so fast they didn't have time to like you know do the emotes like you know when your character goes that creature must die or whatever or if you're playing a demon hunter, it's like, you know, bleed, you filth, or whatever. Yeah. They weren't getting a time. She wasn't, my wife's demon hunter didn't get time to say that because I'd put out one seismic slam and the, the bosses would just explode. Like pieces of them were everywhere. It's insane. I haven't found a torment level yet I can't do. So um, this is only, like, this is a set from last season? It's It's been a set forever. Okay. Um, it's, it's just one of the class sets. It's just the pillars of the earth. Um, it's, but you get it for Hadric. This is the one you get this season for Hadric's gift. Okay. So when you complete Hadric's gift, when you do like, um, up to, I think it's chapter four of the season journey and you get the, they give you the last piece of Hadric's gift. If you open all three and get the set, um, this is what the set bonuses are. And it's just beautiful. Okay. So my question is the ancient legendary stuff and the, and the things that they are doing with this season, does that is that more powerful than what you already have? I wouldn't, this is what's interesting. I don't know when that would happen. Like, I don't know when I would get enough ancient legendaries that it would override the set bonus. Cause like, that's a crazy damage. bonus. Yeah. Like that's insane. But I mean, it doesn't affect my non, like if it's not on that list of abilities, like for instance, my basic melee attack for which I have frenzy, Frenzy is like just it's I'm plinking it off of things to get rate to get fury. I'm not actually killing anything with with frenzy. I'm hitting things and with a, with a, like my axe when I'm low on on rage on fury. I keep saying rage, sorry. And they're not dying because you know my attack doesn't do that much damage. I'm because I'm still relatively fresh. I haven't gotten a lot of the the gear that I should have yet, and my paragon's still pretty low. It's only seventy three. But once I have enough fury to do uh, a, a seismic slam. Or I can leap onto people. Like one of the funniest things is if like at one point, like I think there was something like, uh, like I got a, a massacre 50 something bonus by just jumping on guys. Like they were coming. I waited <laughs> till they were almost here. Then I jumped on them. They all died and I got massacre 50 and there was nobody else to kill. I couldn't get it higher because there was nobody else to kill. They were all dead. I'm just sitting uh, here thinking there's like 
I mean, obviously with the new season, there's that whole new thing that's in play here where if you have the ancient legendaries and you don't have the set bonuses, that's that's how that works, right? Yeah, you basically get um, you get 750% damage increase and I think 4% damage reduction for every ancient legendary you have as long as you don't have a set bonus. Okay, so, so you have, would have to get to... like a ton of these... I'd have to have them in every slot, and even then, my damage would be lower with those abilities. Like, there's no way I'd catch up to to the ability bonus I've got on Seismic Slam and all those others that I listed. But you could you could theoretically hit a point where all of your abilities hit so hard that it doesn't matter so much that you're not doing the ridiculous damage with like a big attack. And but it's for right now, it is not worth me getting rid of my set. There's just yeah. no way. But if I had an ancient legendary for every slot and I had my gems all the way done, like I, I still haven't finished getting my gems scaled up to where they should be. I haven't run enough rifts yet. Uh, for instance, I've got, let me find the gem I've got in my ring. Yeah. I've got the Bane of the powerful in my ring right now. Cause I haven't run enough greater rifts to have all of the, the legendary gems yet. It's only rank 12. So at this point, my set bonus is by far my best ability. But I believe there will be a point where I've got, let me look at, like, if I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, like, thirteen times 750 is like 9,000%. It's if nowhere I not, near that 20,000 marker, but, but it would be it on everything. everything. Okay. Yeah. It would be on my white damage. And I'd also be have at the same time, I'd have something like, close to 60% damage reduction. And that's huge. When you're pushing higher rifts, that damage reduction is huge because you take an ungodly amount of damage. Like that's one of the biggest things that keeps you from going up torment levels. It's not how much damage can you do? It's how much damage can you take? Like the Before biggest thing things kill you. Yeah. Yeah. The problem I have right now with this character is it isn't that I can't kill the things. I can kill the things just fine. It's that my toughness is only around like 6 million. You're still kind of squishy. Compared to, you know, I'm fine. Like right now I'm on Torment 5 and I'm, I'm having no trouble. Uh, I think I could go up to Torment 6 or 7 and it still wouldn't be a problem. But the damage I'm taking would start to get to be a problem. Like right now at Torment 5, I have to be, re- be sure I've got my abilities ready to go if any kind of elites show up. I have to have a Seismic Slam ready the moment they're anywhere near me uh, or leap right on them. If I actually have to stand around and, and play patty cake with them, they will kill me because they just do so much damage and I have no real way. This build is all about offense. It's all stuff that hurts people. I don't have anything like ignore pain. I don't have a, oh, 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 too much damage. Hit that button. All my buttons are, oh, oh, too much damage. Kill them quickly. Uh, Hit an ability. Old Tonus in the chat channel says, six million toughness is squishy. And yeah, I I feel like you should point out that it's not if you're just playing the regular game, but if you're grinding these really difficult levels and things like that, yeah, it is kind of. For every torment level, I did a, I did a post that hasn't gone live yet, but I did a post outlining the torment levels. Yeah. And the amount of health and damage that that mobs have on on successive torment levels goes up by orders of magnitude. Like torment one is something like eight hundred ninety three percent added damage and eleven hundred and seventy added health. And then the next level up, like quadruples those numbers, and the next level up quadruples those numbers. It goes up very fast. When you're at like torment thirteen, 
you are doing millions of damage. Like, is is there a limit to how many torment levels they, there are, or does it just keep going up? There's a limit. They just expanded the limit. Uh, in season, uh, season 17, uh, patch 2.6.5. What is it? It's like 20-something, isn't it? It's, thir- it's 16 now. It's 16. It was, okay. It was 13 before. Okay. Uh, but they've they've leveled it up to 16. At Torment 16, you have something like 17,000% bonus XP and 7,000 bonus gold. That's that's your what you get is is buffed by that amount. Your legendary drop chance becomes something like 900%, which affects your chance to get an ancient or primal ancient as well. Right. But, See, um, the thing is about Diablo 3 and people that don't play it regularly may not get this or understand the part of the fun of playing Diablo three is seeing how be just how beefy you can get and, and how, how ridiculously those, beastly how yeah. many of those ridiculous it's all about the ridiculous numbers really. Because <laughs> the, the first, ridiculous there's a thrill in seeing the ridiculous numbers, you know? The first time you're playing it and you get like when for instance the first time I got this set completed and we went into that rift and we realized, oh, we didn't set the torment high enough because things are evaporating. Yeah. That's fun. I'm sorry, because especially if, like, cause to get there, I had to do a Greater Rift 20 solo, and I had yellow pieces on. I didn't have my full set yet. I was still wearing a lot of yellow gear. So I was barely making it through on, on Torment, on uh, Greater Rift difficulty 20, which is about Torment 4.5. Uh, so I barely made it through. I got my set. We went back in, and suddenly we were just blowing the thing up. And that's part of the real fun of Diablo. It's like, oh, I remember you. Hey, eat this. Yeah, yeah. Diablo yeah. three. There's Diablo three is not a complex or a complicated game. The whole reason that I play Diablo three when I play it is just because stomping on things and getting loot is really fun. There's just yeah, there's, there, it's just really fun. There's no there's, there's nothing things, really yeah. more complicated to the game than that. It's just stomp things, get loot. In terms of how the season is playing out, I feel like this season is another one that has the potential to go long, like the season of Grandeur did, because yeah. you want to give people time to get. You want to give people time to get enough ancient legendaries to make the decision. It's yeah, you know what I mean. Because if the, if everybody is walking around with set bonuses along the lines of the one that you have, it's going to be a while before anybody wants to even swap it out and play with what the season is all about. Yeah, and basically the way it works is you can start going with really non-conventional builds. Like, for instance, this build is relatively conventional. It's, it relies heavily on Shockwave, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Seismic Shock, a Seismic Slam. and it stuff relies, that you've got yeah, beefed up. The yeah. stuff that's, that gives you the step bonus. But if I wanted to play around with a, with a build that was much more about just going into melee and then having, like, like two of the abilities I do have in this build are Wrath of the Berserker and call the ancients, which means I summon my grandparents and then I, you know, get big and hit people. Uh, I don't use them right now because shock, shock you know, seismic slam and, and leap and avalanche <laughs> yeah, are so like, good. I summon my grandparents. That's seriously. That's what I call it. It's, I, know, uh, it's my, I feel like there's three of them. There's usually a woman and two men. So it's like grandma, grandpa, and other grandpa. And other grandma is probably busy murdering things on her own and can't bother to show up. Um, but yeah, it's, that's to me it's you can you can play around with unconventional builds once you have the full like uh, enough you know ancient legendaries or primal ancient legendaries but until you get them the set bonus is just so good yeah it that's really... why i kind of asked you where why i asked you is it is there a point where it's going to be 
worth it to make that switch because obviously as far as the season is concerned this isn't something that you're going to be able to take advantage of right away so I think you're no, right no, about the idea not. of like extending the season a little bit longer particularly if people are really digging the whole ancient legendary thing I, I do think that there's there's really room for this season to go long like the Granger did uh, I do think that in the future, if they do another season like this one, they're going to need to think about one that affects you faster. The, the Ring of Royal Grandeur one affected you quickly. Like, I'm, for instance, I'm wearing the set. I have all six pieces of the set on. But um, I, one of the rings I'm actually wearing is the Ring of Royal Grandeur. So I could theoretically It doesn't have take, that effect anymore, though, does it? The ring does, because I'm wearing it. Okay. I could take off. I could take off my boots and wear a different set of boots and still have my full six piece, t- you know, tier bonus. Okay, so it's just, still it's still functional and everything, even though the season is over. Yeah, it's just that I have to be wearing the ring. Whereas okay. in the season, I didn't need to have the ring on at all. Just everybody had it. Okay. But but that's the one that that's a lot faster to feel than the Legacy of Nightmares set bonus, which is just really you have to have a lot of ancient legendaries for that to do anything. Uh, you you need to like, it, it's going to be a while. When I've got the full 9,000% damage to everything bonus, yeah, my seismic slam's not going to hit as hard, but my frenzy will hit like a truck. And that's the trade-off. I'll be able to do a build where I ha- I can just take whatever I think is interesting. I don't have to like have, make sure, okay, I've got at least three abilities to take advantage of the set bonus. So I'm going to be a death machine. I could go and say, okay, I don't really want to have Leap. I want to have Ignore Pain, and I don't want to have Avalanche. I, I want to have, you know, Ancient Spear or whatever, and you can play around with it more. Whereas right now, the set bonus tells me, okay, this is what I want. Okay. So there's room, to, but, you know, at this point, I've been babbling on about the Diablo <laughs> yeah, for quite some say. time. So. so Season 17 is available for play now. If you haven't been playing Diablo 3, go check it out, because I... Seriously, I can't really stress enough how fun Diablo 3 has gotten over the years, particularly yeah. with the different seasons and things like that. If you are if the idea of smash things, get loot sounds good to you, Diablo 3 is such the excellent game. Don't go into it yeah. expecting like some kind of crazy story or anything like that. Yes, there is a little bit of a story involved, but right now it's more about smash things, get loot. You know, and, and you know if you get a switch, it's it's you know on the switch now, and the console versions are all really good. Uh, I've liked all of them, so yeah, there's there's definitely you know good gameplay to be had for you. Speaking of things that have just started, uh, the Overwatch anniversary event has just started for 2019. Um, every year they have the anniversary event. Every year they introduce new skins, and this year is no exception. There is some really, really cool skins in the mix. Like, I... Okay, hands down, Gargoyle Winston is my favorite, but that's because I absolutely love Winston anyway. I like playing Winston. So seeing him in Gargoyle form was just, like, immediate. (gasps) I love it. I love it. Um, the other one that I thought was really kind of striking and I liked it a lot was uh, Toxic Roadhog. He's got like this fishbowl thing on his head with like a skull in there instead of his face. And it's just creepy looking. But it's the right kind of creepy as far as I'm concerned. Um, it feels like it feels like these are skins that they, they might have deployed during the Junkenstein's Revenge type event. Kind it feels of, very Halloweenish. It's just it, there. There's a mix. There's a mix of different different ones in there. Like they've got uh, carbon fiber, Doomfist, and Farah. They've got 
uh diva diva's skin has her looking kind of like um well it's called academy diva and she's in kind of like a schoolgirl outfit, which is really cute. They've got a uh, new May skin that's Honeydew May, where she looks like she's wearing, I don't it's like a cross between a maid's outfit or like an outfit that you'd wear when you're, you know, at a stall selling stuff, that kind of thing, um, which is also really cute. But yeah, Gargoyle Winston, hands down, my favorite out of the bunch. Um, for people that are unaware, the Overwatch anniversary event, it runs from, it started yesterday, but it runs through June 11th. And the cool thing about it is, number one, if you don't have, a, or if you haven't claimed it yet, you have a free loot box waiting for you. Um, so you can go open the free loot box because they do that with every event. But the other cool thing about it is that every brawl event that they've had is right now being recycled. Um, it's on a daily basis. So on certain days you can play certain events, but it's over the next three weeks. I think today it's Wednesday. Today's Drunken Signs Revenge. So if you want to go play that, you can go play that. Uh, I think tomorrow is Snowball Offensive and then Yeti Hunt, Uprising, Retribution, Storm Rising, and they repeat. Uh, Lucio Ball was up yesterday and it's coming up again next week. Uh, week two, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, they're going to be doing Uprising, Retribution, Storm Rising, like those three for each day but they're also they're doing the all heroes version of them so you don't have to play as the assigned heroes you can play as any hero that you want um and they might adjust that schedule but i kind of doubt it i mean it's kind of cool that they just sort of cycle through it while this is going on i believe with the anniversary loot boxes you can get any of the you can get any of the skins really um but yeah that's going through june 11th and I don't know. You're you're not really playing Overwatch, correct? I watch people play it. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't really with with my eye problems. A uh, big Twitch yeah. response shooter is not my best thing. So okay, all right. Well, regardless, um, if you do like Overwatch and you like those events, this is a way to kind of like play through all those events all over again. And you can check out the new skins, get some loot boxes, maybe get the cool new skins um i really want that gargoyle skin so bad it's a legendary skin though so i don't think i can get my hands on it i don't think <laughs> i don't know um i opened my freebie loot box and i got uh what did i get i got Doomfist. it was like the Doomfist in a tux oh yeah the formal Doomfist. yeah really cool i got that one and then i also got the crazy looking jester junkrat and i absolutely love that skin and i didn't have it so i'm really happy that i got that one um but yeah go open your free loot box check it out it's running to june 11th stuff to play in other news of things that are going on currently wow classic is doing its stress test it's actually today um for yep. people that are going to be checking this out on patreon it's today uh for people that are listening on friday uh it happened on wednesday <laughs> but uh with the stress test i it's like it's in between four to six p.m i think they said yeah pacific time yeah uh and there's like a specific realm for stress testing yeah, you won't be able to get into the actual like beta servers. It's just the stress test realm that's going to be open. And they're just going to try and get as many players as possible into the starting zones just to test for stability, um, which means that there are limitations in play 
all of the current classes and races will be available to select, but your level is going to be capped at level five. So basically starting area only. What they're trying to do is they're trying to corral as many players as once at, at, into one space just to see how the servers are behaving. And I have a feeling, I know we talked uh, last week a little bit about the layering technology that they're putting in play. Yeah, for the servers. That out. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like they're probably going to be testing that out with, that's like part of the reason why they're doing the stress test is they're testing out that functionality and that uh, that particular technology just to see if it works okay. <laughs> but yeah, if you're interested in doing this, uh, be signed up for the beta because they're pulling from people who are signed up for the beta who haven't gotten in yet. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're going to be accepted, likely you will have already gotten an email telling you that you can do it and you can already have downloaded the beta client it's called the beta and stress test client now uh you should be able to just go to your wow uh you know tab on your BattleNet, and you should be able to download it and then it'll be ready to go you won't be able to log in until the stress test starts but you can download it and be ready ahead of time and keep in mind that if you are chosen to participate in the stress test it's just the stress test it doesn't mean that you're in beta beta proper um because they're just testing out, like, they're just shoving as many people in there as possible. So play while you can. Have fun fiddling around with it. Uh, when it's done, I don't think that you're going to be able to access things anymore unless they decide to go ahead and open it up further. I don't know. I guess we'll yeah, find at some out. Point, yeah, at some point they're going to, but right now they have, they're, there's no immediate plans to do so. So Now, you're, but, you're uh, in Classic Beta, correct? That's correct. How is it going? Uh... I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it. I wrote a post that hasn't gone live yet about it, but one of the things that I, it is astonishing how smooth it has been. I have not run into it like a bug yet that felt anything like game breaking. I, okay. I, I wish that it played this smoothly when I was playing it back in 2006. <laughs> uh, Boy, is... I tell you what, when that game first came out, it was like for the first, what was it? Like the first two months you could barely play. Because they yeah. just didn't expect as many people as they got. So for it the was... first two months, and then whenever they would do a major content patch, like when they dropped Blackwing Lair, forget oh, it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Don't even try. Like we, my guild actually tried to raid the day Blackwing Lair came out, and we quickly realized, no. Yep. Same. No. We walked in <laughs> and we like tried to do strategy, and because that first fight in Blackwing Lair is Razor Gore. Mm -hmm. So as mm -hmm. soon as the mobs started spawning, it was just like... <laughs> were you Horde or Alliance at that time? I was Horde. So was you were trying Horde. to do the Earthbind Highway. Yeah. we were. Well, we didn't have that strategy yet. We were... The way that we did... The way that we did raids in, in Classic, because we didn't oh, right. have... Oh, right. You didn't have TeamSpeak or anything. We didn't... No, we didn't have TeamSpeak and we didn't have Vent. We just did everything via, like keybound macros and things like that um but beyond that the way that we usually did things we didn't look at strategy guides or anything like that because typically speaking there weren't really that many strategy guides out there everybody was really hush hush about how to defeat the bosses and that kind of thing right so our strategy going in day one on these things was let's poke it and see what it does and then we'll figure out how to counter it from there. Because there was no dungeon journal. You didn't know what the boss's abilities were. You didn't really know what they were going to do. So you just had to kind of like poke it and see what happened. <laughs> and 
and we, went uh, in, we, we knew that there was a mind control element yeah that, that much we knew that was about the only thing that we knew for sure was that there was a there was a gold thing there and you had to like mind control razor gore and break eggs but beyond that we didn't really know what to expect and we didn't really know what the different mobs were going to be that came out or how to deal with those mobs that kind of thing and at that point i mean I was playing a shadow priest, but I was healing. I was like one of the heal leads. So it, yeah, it was a painful experience that first day. But, I think we did like, like maybe three pulls and then our raid leader was like, you know what? We're just going to come back tomorrow. <laughs> we'll come back when this thing stays up for more than a pull. Uh, yeah, because Blackwing Lair, I remember it for Blackwing Lair. I remember it for Encourage. I remember from when Zul Garub came out. We tried to run Zulgarub the day it came out, and it was like, you know, this was hubris on, on a scale unmatched by human aspiration. It was lunacy. The very idea that we could, not only were we trying to run it, we were trying to run it during peak time. Like when yeah. literally everybody on the server was on the server. So yeah, no. Everybody raided uh, in the evenings. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the beta, the beta so far has been remarkably smooth. Uh, granted, not that many people on it yet. That's what the stress test is for. But it's been remarkably smooth. Uh, I've been amazed by all the stuff I forgot. Like I, st- I streamed from the beta last week, and like I was running around going, "Oh yeah, I forgot like that, that this guy. I forgot where this guy is, or I don't remember. Oh, that's how quest givers worked. I forgot that. You know, like they, they. I, I think I said something to the effect of the re- people forget that Cataclysm's redesign happened for a reason. It wasn't just them." being contrary and redesigning stuff because, oh, new is they better. They didn't just do it to enable flying for everybody. No. It wasn't just... <laughs> uh, that was a part of it, was they wanted to make old world flying possible, and in order to do that, they had to redo all the maps, the way the yeah, maps but worked, but... Once they were there, they yeah. said, well, we can we can smooth out quest flow. Yeah. Because quest flow... I was running around still doing <laughs> Every time doing I say stuff. quest flow in regards to vanilla, I put air quotes around it. Yeah, because there wasn't any. <laughs> no. Like, you just wander around and hope you stumble upon a dude somewhere who has a quest. Yeah. <laughs> if he does, I guarantee you, you will be coming back to that spot another eight times as different people with quests who are completely not anywhere near this guy will give you quests later on that send you to that same place. So you're going to go to that moon well four times. But you can't get those quests, and you know, because those quest givers are nowhere near each other, and sometimes their quests don't even show up until you're the right level, and so you're level five, but you need also, to be level be seven. Also, be prepared to like take a quest from somebody in the Eastern Kingdoms and have to go to like the far end of Kalimnor to get the thing for the dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember getting a quest in Stormwind to go talk to a di- dude in Nigel's post in Desolus, a guy I'd never heard of or seen. On I had Kalimnor. to go all the way to Nigel's yeah. post. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go to, all the way to Desolus to talk to him, and he gives me a quest to run Scarlet Monastery. <laughs> I Back remember on- that. <laughs> it's like, I had to come all the way out here. You have any idea? Like, I'm level 30. I don't even have a mount yet. I had to run from Ratchet to There are here. harpies. Angry harpies. And, and scorpions like, all over the place. You had to you had to run from Ratchet in, in, in the Barrens oh. all the way to Stone Talon. Then you had to run through Stone Talon, which meant going north and then back down south because the Stone Talon's like a giant horseshoe. Yeah. So you had to run through Stone Talon just to get to Desolus. Then you had to run through the opening part of Desolus, which is absolutely packed of like basilisks that poison you, 
angry harpies. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't even remember, like, the scorpid things. It's just, like, you finally get to Nigel's post. You run up. The dude's in the, like, he's standing there. And he gives you, like, a quest to go back to Scarlet Monastery. And the only saving grace about that was that at least you had the flight path at that point. <laughs> so yeah. you could fly back to Ratchet. It was like, are you are you serious? Are you are you ser- Are you kidding me? Because now I have to fly up to to South Shore or to Taron Mill and run. If you were horde, at least Scarlet Monster, it wasn't hard to get to. But you didn't get to go to Desolus to get the quest to go there anyway. No, because if you're was... Alliance, they send you they send you to Desolus to get the quest, and then you have to go go up to Taron to South Shore and run north to Chillwind Point, and then run through. Like the the plague lands, which was at this time a significantly higher level than you probably were. You could either do that, or you could run through um, Arathi. You could run through Arathi and go like through the lake, but you'd be going right by the undercity when you did it. And keep in mind too that there wasn't a flight point. I don't think there wasn't a flight point at at Scarlet Monastery. Nope, the closest flight point was Chillwind Camp. Yeah, so you. Every time you wanted to run that dungeon, because you couldn't queue up for the dungeon. Every time you wanted to run that dungeon, you had to make that run. Or get your warlock friend to into other yeah, people to do it. Get your warlock friend to summon you or, um, well, they didn't have summoning stones immediately. But since we're dealing with build 1.12, I'm going to assume that the summoning stones are going to be in place. Maybe I haven't actually gotten to the point where I'd be able to tell and you. And even that. then, you know, with the summoning stones, you still need like two people there. <laughs> to yeah. use the thing. So, you can't just click it yourself. Yeah. The whole thing is just, it's one of those situations where so far the beta is giving me all those experiences that, you know, um, there was a controversy relatively recently about the fact that people were saying, well, this is undertuned because we went into, we went into dead mines and Raxor, like we, you know, fought him and he just, he died and it was normal and that's got to be undertuned. Right. And Blizzard went back to their, in their internal 1.12 uh, server, which is effectively just a server running the original 1.12. It's not wow. Classic. It's just a runtime for, for 1.12 and they ran it and the results were identical. This is how hard it actually was. It's yep. not it. We rem, we remember it in different ways than it actually was because we didn't know what we were doing. No, we Whereas didn't know nowadays, how to play any of these classes. Yeah. We didn't know how to like. You didn't we... know how to play MMOs at all, really. A lot of us never played an MMO before. Wow. I mean, a lot of people did, like of EverQuest, but EverQuest at its biggest was like less than a million people. Whereas WoW got up to like twelve million at one point. A yeah. lot of people learned how to play MMOs from WoW. Going back to WoW Classic, yeah, you know what you're doing. Of course you know what you're doing. You did this already. See, and I didn't do I didn't do um EverQuest, but I did City of Heroes, and that was a very, very different kind of game. Very different game. So in a way, I think WoW was kind of my first proper MMO. Cause City of Heroes, I mean, you got kind, you kind of got quests in City of Heroes, but a lot of it was like, I don't know. It was a different it was a different style of game. It was a different style of game. But when you got into World of Warcraft, you didn't know how to play these characters and you didn't know how to play these classes and you didn't that's the thing that you aren't going to get with classic and you know, some people might not realize that is that you you're going into classic with an advantage that we didn't have going into vanilla. 
you already know how to play the game. <laughs> here's, here's an example of what I'm talking about. When I first ran Scarlet Monastery, the very first time I ran Scarlet Monastery, it was me and two friends because that's all we could get. Yeah. We couldn't get a full group of five people to do it. So we just decided we'd three man it. That's problem I'm sure one. That went well. <laughs> problem two I was playing a warrior, I was playing an arms warrior. I did not have a shield at this point. I had never needed one. I, I hadn't tanked anything yet. Why would I? I hadn't really even run that many dungeons on him. And when I did, usually there was another tank. So I'm the tank. I've never tanked before. I don't have a shield. And I'm hold, trying to hold aggro with like the gator bite axe or whatever, spamming Sunder and not really knowing what I'm doing. I, I can't do shield slam because I don't have the talent and I don't have a shield, so I can't shield block. Like, I don't have half the and, toolkit. And keep in mind at this point, too, that when you chose talent points, you were locked in. Yeah. Like, you couldn't you couldn't change your talent point. It just think, wasn't... Once I, you picked the I talent... Think they, no, yeah, I yeah, think that I think because they're using build... Yeah, because they're using build 1.12, this is a thing that you'll be able to... Like, you'll be able to go change your talent trees. Yeah, you'll be um, able to respec. But originally that wasn't once you put that point in that talent tree that was it yeah, you were locked <laughs> to that talent choice my friend that that, that was that was what you got <laughs> well i was you know i'm sitting there without a shield without any real ability to know how to use a shield yeah and trying to, to tank multiple mobs with only one healer and one dps and you know what we we did actually successfully clear that dungeon really Good and job. it was cathedral Oh, we wow. got through Cathedral. Good job. Yeah, but that's my point. We did that, and we had no idea what we were doing. It's not surprising that a full group that actually knows what they're doing can clear dead mines, a dungeon designed for level like 15 to 20, when they're level 20. Yeah, it's designed that they can clear it. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to kill this. What Original WoW was hard for a lot of different reasons, but it was never designed to be too hard to do. They wanted you to kill things. <laughs> there was actually um, a big kerfuffle back. At, well, it wasn't a kerfuffle. It was just, you know, there were people that had been playing EverQuest forever and they looked at, kind of looked down at World of Warcraft because World of Warcraft was considered easy mode because EverQuest was hard, like really hard. Like you died and you had to go like... You could loot other people's corpses, I think. I can't remember. But, like, getting experience and everything else. EverQuest was really super, super, super difficult. And World of Warcraft, when they came out with it, was designed to be a little bit easier so that, you know, anybody it could pick it up forgiving, and play it. Yeah. yeah, it was more yeah. forgiving. And you don't realize that when you think about it and you talk about it and, and you look at what the game has become today. But even back then when you talk about it being difficult and that kind of thing, it still wasn't on the same level as EverQuest. And there were a lot of people that called it like, you know, easy mode. It, yeah. Somebody in the chat channel, APOC V just pointed out EQ wasn't just hard. It was punishing. Yes, it absolutely was. Cause if, if you died, you had consequences and you know, it, it wasn't just run back to your corpse and get up again and play again. Like the, you lost yeah. things. Um, it was a very different kind of game. Anyway, uh, we've yeah. been talking about this long enough, and I think we should actually like get to some emails, if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so uh, if you do have an email for the show, you can send that to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Just be sure that you put Blizzard Watch Podcast in the subject line there somewhere so that we know that it's intended for this show and we accept questions for any of Blizzard's games, whatever you want to send us a question about. So feel free to do that. Uh, our first email is from, oh wow, I don't know if I'm even going to be able to pronounce this correctly. It's Rhiannarin. Rhiannarin. I'm going to say that. From Dalaran, who says, Greetings, watchers. I had an idea about the conversation of WoW regarding a level squish. What if instead of doing a level squish, they got rid of levels entirely? As it stands, leveling really only stands as a huge gating system, to me anyways. What else is used as a gating system towards endgame? Item levels. Blizzard could use item levels as as gating systems, as they currently do anyways with dungeons and raids and mythics. Talents and expansion content could be unlocked at an appropriate item level score. Maybe even quest chapters could be incorporated somehow. Thoughts? Love the show. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Because the thing is, is like, if you play the game long enough, you're automatically going to level at some point. Because you're always getting experience. What's not guaranteed is that you're going to get a good item drop. See me at the beginning of Battle for Azeroth, desperately looking for a dagger. (laughs) So... It's not just the amount of time that you put into the game that would be limiting you. It would be the things that drop that would be limiting you. And because that's on a random system, I don't know how well that would go over with people. I don't know. What do you think, Rossi? I feel like you could have designed a World of Warcraft that didn't do levels or didn't do them as often. Like it certainly would have been possible to design a WoW expansion, say, that didn't add levels. Yeah. Like you, you know, imagine if when when Burning Crusade came out, it didn't make you level up to seventy. It just added more raids, more gear, and you could just get better and better gear and do it that way. That's certainly possible, but I think at this point the ship has sailed. World of Warcraft. I feel le- like if they were going to do that, they would have had to have done that from day one. Yeah, the game would have had to be designed for a levelless experience, or it would have had to be designed so that at some point leveling is no longer a concern. I feel like at this point. World of Warcraft has made leveling so much a part of its core identity that it would be very difficult to do without it. And plus, leveling adds... Do you remember when they first introduced Mastery, they talked about how they liked it because it gave them a new dial they could twist? Yes. Leveling provides a dial in terms of progression. By by making it completely separate than gear power, just level you know, the level you are adds and controls so much. It doesn't just make you stronger... It controls how much of a certain a gear rate, you know, rating of you need to get a certain ability up, like critical strike. Uh, when they change critical strike, in in this goes back to what classic a little bit. Uh, I was I wrote yesterday about various trinkets, one of them being blade, you know, black hand's breath. When you got black hand's breath in vanilla, that trinket stuck around forever because it was two percent crit, and you got it from a quest. You didn't have to depend on a drop, and because it was just two percent crit it never stopped giving you exactly two percent crit yeah when you went into burning crusade and you were leveling up you kept using it because there was another trinket that added like a bunch of crit and also added some attack power you wore that one that was from a quest too i think it was called blade fist breath you wore that one yeah and you wore black hands breath and you had four percent crit from trinkets and you could wear them to 70 you could wear them to raiding like until you got much better raid trinkets, like a dragon spine trophy or whatever, you could keep wearing those trinkets and they didn't have rate. The rating wasn't established yet. 
once they added in raiding, they gave away for leveling to generate interest in getting better gear. You were never going to hold on to a trinket from Classic anymore and just use it forever because it didn't add 2% crit. It added a certain amount of crit rating, which translated to 2% crit at level 60. But once you got but higher than that, it degraded. Once, yeah, and that de- degradation is part and parcel of how WoW controls the gear treadmill. If you don't have leveling, then you'd have a piece of gear you got. So you see leveling stopped in WoW at level 60. A piece of gear you got in Black in Blackwing Lair theoretically could still be good right now. And yes, there, of course, they would make better and better gear, but if there's no way to keep the characters who are intended to be at end of, of World of Warcraft levels from equipping it, you, you get into twinking situations that just become ridiculous. PvP stuff just goes nuts. There's a lot... Having leveling there gives you another dial, in effect, another way to control, okay, how powerful are they at this point? How, you know, how do we control where they go? How do we control what content they experience? I don't see them getting rid of it because it would fundamentally change the nature of the game. They could theoretically do an expansion that did not add more levels. They could absolutely do the next expansion. You're still level 120. You just get better gear and see more dungeons and see more raids. Other games have done that, but I don't see them doing it. At the same time, though, I don't... I mean, I could see them doing that. I could see them doing that, but... I don't know if it would feel as satisfying to a player base that just expects to get more levels. World of Warcraft is, what, 15 years old now? Yep, um, this year. We've all gotten kind of used to this whole idea of you play long enough and you get another level with every expansion. There's well, like, like a level out... cap that gets raised. It's just an expectation yeah. that people have. And if that if that's taken away, it doesn't feel right. Well, you, just, you, you pointed out when you first started talking about it that when you level... That's guaranteed. If I play enough, I'll get a level. Yeah. And it's and not guaranteed stuff... that you're going to get gear. Yeah. <laughs> now, they've made gearing relatively painless, this expansion. You can get decent gear just by playing. You don't have to worry too much about, okay, am I going to get that Okay, but I'm going to go back to the beginning of Battle no, no, for yeah, Azeroth and my dagger. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, that is a problem. Yeah. And, but leveling doesn't count on that. All leveling counts on you doing is playing. Yeah. And you can out-level and then go back to old content. That's something that if if there was no out-leveling, that's a dial lost on how when is it okay for me to be able to solo this raid. Like if the game stopped at level 60 and then you never leveled up again, when is it okay for me to be able to go back and by myself utterly destroy a raid boss? And yeah. how, do, how do we control how much stronger raid bosses get? Because raid bosses get are always three levels higher than than your level. That's something that's been in the game forever. A raid boss is your level plus three. I mean, I know, like, we talk about the whole faction divide thing and how the faction divide has been, like, this integral part of the game since the beginning. It's been one of those concepts. It's just, that's what World of Warcraft is built around. Getting rid of the faction conflict, like, getting rid of the factions, just throwing out the Alliance and Horde entirely, that would be less impactful than getting rid of levels. Levels are like tied into game mechanics in such a way that it would require rebalancing like everything on a scale that I don't like it just breaks my brain to think about. (laughs) So I don't I don't I mean, 
is it a good idea? Yeah. I mean, if you look at it and you think about it, it's like, yeah, that's not a bad idea or anything like that. But it's the kind of idea that you would have to build a game around from the ground up rather than implement it in a game that's already been using their current system for so long. Because it's, it's, if you think, yeah, if you think a level switch, yeah. yeah, if you think a level switch is hard, imagine suddenly deciding we're not going to have levels and just have to make everything work. Yeah. Without them. Yeah. That's I, a lot of I work. don't even want to think about how much development time that would take either. Okay. Um, our next email here is from Berengorn, who's a warlock from Cadgar, who says, Hey, folks, just wondering, does time run a little differently on Outland? I remember it being very close to the Twisting ne- Nether, where time does run differently. I'm just thinking maybe Thrall has been able to build a homestead, etc., with Agra, but it's been closer to two years than one year for him. Hope you're all doing well, Berengorn. Um, I feel like I should point out that realistically speaking, I think Thrall has probably been working on that homestead for a couple of years because the last time we saw him in game with any kind of an active role was at the very, very beginning of Legion. Like when you were just setting up the whole shaman class hall, all of that stuff in the maelstrom. That's the last time you ran into him when he lost the doom hammer and everything. And then once that was done and over with and you completed that particular step of the chain, you really didn't run into him much again. I think he like popped up for um, a ceremony when you reach prestige rank 2. Like He just showed up. He was there at the ceremony. But he didn't really have an active role in the expansion at all. Um, so to me, I mean, Legion was a year-long. Battle for Azeroth is probably a year-long expansion. In terms of like the game timeline, I think we're pretty far into that timeline by now. So he's been there for a while. He has been he's been on Outland for a while. Um, regardless, though, that doesn't really address the question as far as like does time work differently on Outland. So you want to talk about that, Rossi? Uh, well, first off, I I also have to say, guys, Agra came from somewhere. What? That could be her family house. Oh, yeah. Agra came, comes from somewhere. Yeah. That could be her family homestead. You don't know. Like, it might be, you know, people, a lot of orcs died or left. Like, you know, in, in the real world, there's lots of towns throughout the United States that are abandoned. There are farms that are just straight up abandoned. They could easily have just walked into one and set up camp. And they wouldn't. it wouldn't take, he doesn't have to build the place. He just has to fix it. That's, you know, or it could be, like I said, it could be Agra's family home. So that's problem one. It doesn't, he didn't have to sit out and build that whole place by, you know, himself uh, in the span of two years. He could very well just have found a place and taken I it am, over. I am kind of curious about your take on Outland, though, because but, yeah, it's, here's not the thing. Just, it's not just close to the Twisting Nether. It's like sitting in it. In it. Yeah. I, here's the thing. Nazgul has, Nazgul has been there for 10 years and he's still fine with the whole you know killing magtheridon and sticking his head on a spike we're kind of at an uneasy piece with the alliance thing I, I honestly feel like this is a case where you could make you could make the argument that time on the in outland doesn't move right and they're all still kind of stuck in that garage is still here everybody is still the way it was and it's confusing so they could make that a game thing do, do you know what I'm saying? They haven't. Like, but they haven't. They could. could pretty easily argue that, you know, yeah, it all just happened. And 
the demon hunters who go back and then raid, you know, you're a demon hunter and you go back and you clear through, you know, the black temple and you're like, why is everybody here still? We were locked up for 10 years. Don't you guys remember that? Um, because they were taken out of outland and brought to Azeroth and kept in a vault in Azeroth where time flows normally, but on outland time doesn't flow normally. And what's going on? But no one has actually said that that's the case. At no, there's nothing in the game about the progression of time on Outland. I feel I think like the closest we get is the Illyria Turalyon bit in a yeah, thousand years of war. Yeah, but they were kind they're... of pulled way, yeah. way in. They weren't just on Outland. They were like elsewhere on an yeah. other ship. That's they were on Outland before it was Outland. They went through a portal and got dragged to somewhere else entirely. You know, and there's Cadgar who went from having a long flowing beard to you know Dadgar look. Uh, I I don't think there is anything. I still think in-game. there's something fishy with Cadgar, but he's yeah. he's out of the picture now, so it doesn't matter. I just I don't think there is anything in game that says on Outland time works differently. Uh, it certainly is something that could come up later if they felt like doing so, but I think like they don't really feel like it's necessary since at this point, Outland content is thirteen years old. I feel like I feel like that maybe it's not quite as wonky on Outland because Outland was initially part of Draenor. It was its own planet, all this other stuff. It just blew, it got blown up, it shattered and kind of drifted into the Twisting Nether, if that makes sense. But it has a tie to regular, there's enough of a tie there that maybe time isn't as wonky. But again, this is something that they've never actually like addressed or talked about. Um, so I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, as far as Thrall goes, though, he's had plenty of time. He's had plenty of time to go ahead and, like, build up a homestead and do all the farming stuff and get all that. You know, it hasn't just been a year. It's been a year and then a good chunk of change. Because Thrall, he wasn't really involved with any of the Legion stuff at all. He was there at the very, very beginning, but he didn't see it through to the end. He wasn't there. He just Yeah, he lost his hammer and he went off to find himself. Yeah. <laughs> lost his hammer and went off to find himself. <laughs> In the wilds of Nagrand. And Agra presumably had their other kid by now, I'm assuming. I think she was having another kid. Yeah, he gets correctly. mentioned. He he gets mentioned he's nameless. I'm not even sure if it's a he or she, but the, the child gets mentioned. He's in 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 Warlords of Draenor, Thrall says, yeah, that she's pregnant. So, yeah. yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, when I was working on the ultimate visual guide, they said that it was a she. Um, he was going to have a daughter along with a son. And I don't know if she's around or present or anything now, but uh, presumably that that was the only thing that kind of bummed me out about that cinematic. I mean, I really appreciated that cinematic, the Safe Haven one. The only thing that I was like, uh, was we could have thrown in Agra. We could have thrown in like a fully rendered, really cool looking Agra and and if orc we kids. Agra, that fight would have been over in ten seconds. I know, but we could have thrown her Plus, in and the orc kids, and it would have been great because I've yeah. never seen them in like the high def cinematic before, and it would have been cool. Honestly, my 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 head canon is that if they'd had Agra in it, Sorfang would have showed up and Thrall would have said this thing about like I will not leave the horde. And he goes, I'm here to talk to your wife. Uh, do you want to come help me save our people? <laughs> She's kind of a powerhouse. <laughs> I want somebody who can do stuff. 
yeah. and who will do stuff. So you can sit here and cry about your missing hammer. She can come with me and, and help me save her people. Yeah, I just, I just wish she had made like a cameo in that cinematic. Not because I, I feel like she should be super relevant to the story or anything like that, but just because I wanted to see cinematic Agra. That's all. Taryn Gregory, make it happen, <laughs> please. I just want to see, you know, fully cinematic render. She'd look really cool. I'll bet you. Anyway, uh, I think we're out of time here. So we're going to go ahead and shelve the rest of the emails and carry them over to next week. Again, if you have an email for the podcast, you can send that to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Be sure you put Blizzard Watch in the subject line so that we know that it's intended for this show. Uh, Blizzard Watch, it's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzard watch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ads free site experience um and i think that's really going to wrap us up rossi thanks for being here as always thanks for having me (laughs) and thanks you guys for listening we will see you again next week Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.